On the show today, we'll talk through the possible options and if any of them can actually beat Brad Sweet with High Limit in 2024. Plus, we'll preview the USAC Midgets in California. Let's go. It's Tuesday, November 14th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Over in the Dirt Tracker merch shop this week, new hats are in stock. These are a little different than we've uh, done before, so uh, check them out. I'm actually wearing one right now, and if you want to see one a little up close, there you go. Rope hats. Uh, they are navy-colored snapback. Uh, I got the uh, Dirt Tracker logo in puff embroidery. I went ahead and upgraded and got the Imperial brand for these, so they're actually really nice quality. Uh, since these are snapback, they are one-size-fits-all, and I've got a couple dozen ready to ship right now. Stock is starting to get low on t-shirts and available sizes will become more limited. So if you want one, don't wait. Uh, they won't, uh, there will be no restocks on the shirt. So get what you can now because they will not be coming back. Uh, you can check out all the Dirt Tracker gear over at shop.dirttracker.com. Uh, with the business of High Limit mostly settled this, uh, at this point, the focus for sprinkler racing now seems like it's shifting back a bit towards competition and things like schedules and drivers for next season. It's been evidenced a bit this week by the championship discussion and, uh, around David Gravel's announced return to full-time outlaw competition in 2024. The rumors about High Limit's plans are now effectively over, and we can go back to a, a little bit of normalcy in, in how and what we talk about around sprint car racing. At the top of the sport, at least in terms of championships and full-timers, things are about to be diluted with cars and drivers now needing to choose a side. And Brad Sweet and David Gravel, who have been the top two guys in the sport over the last few years, are each going different directions. We've already discussed the Gravel side of this split, but I wanted to do the flip side of this and talk about 2024 for Brad Sweet. Uh, in talking to some industry friends and some other media members in recent weeks, it seems fairly clear there is a consensus that barring some sort of insanity, Sweet is the heavy favorite for the High Limit Championship next year. Obviously, anything can happen, but depending on how the team decisions go, I don't know how you make a case at this point against a sweet title in 2024. Kyle Larson could take the fight to his brother-in-law, but obviously he won't be available to run the entire schedule. Uh, he'll obviously be in play for the midweek stuff, but even if uh, you know Sweet is rolling through the through the year, you know he could win the midweek title as well. You know, Gravel has been the closest outlaw challenger in recent years, but he's obviously out of the picture here. Carson Macedo is the next closest, but based on the talk out there, I don't know that you can expect this team to flip to high limit. And then everyone else in the outlaw standings from fourth on down was 500 points or more behind Sweet at the end of the season. And barring epic jumps in performance, none appear close to title contention if any of them swap series. On the All-Star side, it seems clear that Zeb Wise and the Redeem 26 are going high limit, but battling Tyler Courtney for a title isn't the same as beating Brad Sweet. Those 26 guys had an incredible end of the year, but the jury is out on if they can maintain that speed over 60 races. Zeb did win the Port Royal Outlaw Show, but had never previously had an Outlaw Top 5. And questions remain about Tyler Courtney's future, and while that 7BC finished strong in Outlaw competition in 2023, they had five straight Top 5s to end the year uh, and a win at Port. His average feature finish against the, uh, you know, the best in the business against the Outlaws this year was 10.2. That's not close to the near top five average you're going to need to compete against the Napa 49 week in and week out. As for the big time pick and choose guys, Brent Marks knows what life on tour with the Outlaws looks like. And while he can certainly win any night out, has yet to show that needed consistency. He's come a long way since his last outlaw year in 2019, but he would also need to take a big step forward. If Anthony Macri were to make the move to full time high limit, which I don't believe is super realistic at this point, he's not ready for this challenge either. I think it takes a few seasons running for a championship to really figure out how to do it, and Macri hasn't done that yet in his career. 
I think the only real legitimate contender we could have for the high limit title would be Rico Abreu. The problem is whether you can convince him to actually sign on and go full time. 2023 was a career season for Rico under the watchful eye of Ricky Warner with 13 410 wins and 71 races. And he did bring the fight to Larson for the high limit midweek title and was solid against the Outlaws all year. But even with his speed, he'd need to take a step forward as well as his average outlaw finish was 1.2 spots lower than Sweet's. What's even worse for all of these guys I've mentioned is Sweet's stats are based on him racing outlaw quality fields every night. So you can imagine that with a bit of dilution, those numbers will be even better, which means his competition needs to do even more than I've talked about here. And in thinking about this, I even considered whether a format change could maybe make a difference, maybe make it easier for some of these guys to, to really battle Brad for the title. It's clear that Brad likes the outlaw setup in terms of format, but I don't think using the heat race inversions like the All-Stars did would be much of a difference. Brad was second in uh, the outlaws uh, in 2023 in heat race average finish and in the top five in heat race plus minus. He can go forward when necessary. I even looked at his Chili Bowl results to see how he does with passing points, and even the added complication with that format doesn't seem to matter either. Six career Chili Bowl main event top 10s, eight prelim night top 10s, a positive heat race plus minus, and four heat race wins. Sweet's quote-unquote worst average finish by track size uh, with the World of Outlaws this season was on half miles. So, you know, okay, half miles, that might be his weakness. But even there, he's managed a seventh place result on average over the past seven Outlaw seasons, which includes 16 wins. I don't know how you beat this guy, and I'm not convinced that anyone he's going to be racing against in 2024 has the recipe either. And I don't mean to paint a bleak or negative picture here, but man, it just doesn't look great. Uh, drop me a comment. Let me know if you think Brad's name is already on the championship check for, uh, for High Limit for next year. Uh, out in California tonight, the USAC Midget West Coast Swing gets rolling with a stop at Bakersfield Speedway. Placerville and, uh, and the uh, Hangtown 100 is coming up this weekend. And the next week around Thanksgiving, we'll have two nights at Merced and two nights at Ventura. That first night at Ventura is actually just a practice night. Uh, these shows will be a slugfest, though, with all of the extra names expected to race. We've talked about a bunch of them already, including Carson Macedo and Spencer Baston. Kyle Larson is racing at Placerville. Buddy Kofoid will be uh, at these races uh, with Keith Coons and a lot of other guys. Logan Seavey comes home to California with a 225-point lead in the standings and is very much in control of the USAC National Midget Championship uh, with just these six race nights remaining. Behind Seavey, though, things in the standings are completely wide open. Just 76 points separate second through sixth. Justin Grant, Bryant Wiedemann, Ryan Timms, Dazen Persley, Jade, Avedisian all still have plenty to play for over the next two weeks. Gavin Miller uh, does appear to be headed towards the uh, Rookie of the Year award if you were curious about that one. Looking at tonight specifically, Thomas Meserol is the defending event winner at Bakersfield, but there are plenty of question marks for Timez as he heads west with a new car and a new operation following his departure from RMS Racing. They did get to shake down that uh, new John Farrell built MF1 chassis with the uh, chassis with the Angler Ford Power, but the car has yet to appear in competition, so those guys will have a lot to figure out uh, over the next couple of weeks. Buddy Kofoid won two in a row at Bakersfield in 2020 and 2021 and hasn't finished worse than seventh in six USAC midget appearances this season. He had two victories during Indiana Midget Week, but since June has only raced twice at Gas City and at the BC 39. I think both of those were in September. If you're setting uh, fantasy lineups or pool picks coming up, don't forget the USAC midgets are one of the series we track at dirttracker.com analytics. The last four years worth of results are available, which includes 122 races and 399 drivers. Results, driver pages, a bunch of stats are available for free over there. If you aren't in California and want to watch tonight, Flow Racing is the place to be. 
Uh, that's it for the show today. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.